Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban. What you got for me, Isaac? Hey, Nick, did you almost get cut last night in the timeout? <laughs> I felt like some of us media members were definitely going to get cut last night. <laughs> it was interesting, <laughs> and the joke that he is alluding to is a great comment, great, great analysis by... Former TNT analyst Rick Carlisle was he on TNT? I don't, I don't or ESPN. That seems like so long ago that he was, you know. But I remember him being on broadcast. Back, he did the back uh, when he had hair. Steve Kerr took the Rick Carlisle route. That's really what happened. Not not Rick Carlisle took the Steve Kerr route. So, but Rick Carlisle <laughs> got up on the, the presser stand after the uh, the win against the Bucks and. Uh, Mark Falwell asked him about that third string unit, you know, of you know Clavel and I think it was you know Brandon Ashley was out there and I think uh, Motley I think was out there and Wayans was out there. Uh, that crew went down 13 points and he, Mark Falwell asked him. He asked him. I remember he said, "How you know, like were you you know proud of that unit that came all the way back?" And he goes, "Well, at one point I was about to cut three of them during the game." <laughs> <laughs> which is just so great and such a carlisle quote and i loved it um do you think he would actually do it no he stop so, no he so would like, do it <clears throat> he would do it I th- he would bench him and yeah, yeah i could yeah. see him saying get on the bench but yeah i mean he it was after they went on this like super long run and not scoring and whatever and he was like he even said he's he like looked at him in the huddle. I'm like, do you want to get cut? Like, are you trying to get cut? <laughs> I I bet <laughs> I bet he he says that to these guys because like I was I was talking to uh, I was talking to Gian last night and we were just talking about you know him Jiverson Jiverson. I was talking to Jiverson. I didn't say that we call him that. I will tell him eventually, especially if he stays on the team or if he's one of the two way spots. I will tell him then. But uh, that. I was just talking to him about, you know, going, you know, potentially going with JJ to go to Puerto Rico and go see his family and everything. And he's like, I can't, he's like, I just really can't. Cause I have to, you know, I have to be here. I have to, you know, and I was like, you have to try to get a job. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm trying yeah. to do is, you know, I'm trying, I'm fighting for my job right now, which is crazy. Like there's not many professions where you, you know, audition or try out or, you know, have to fight for your job in that sense. Like you and I, we just recently got hired, you know, at companies and, uh, we used ZipRecruiter, but no, I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> just, like, what? <laughs> just went into what if I just went into like a a read right there, like an advertisement? Oh my gosh, Isaac would laugh at me so hard. But like you and I just Do you re- know how we found jobs. <laughs> it's because we used the, the, it's the number one job site for. <laughs> but he, you know, it was serious though because he 
you know, he's really fighting for his job. And there's not many professions where you have to do that. You and I just, you know, we went and we interviewed and we were just, you know, more attractive than the rest of the people that, that interviewed. Yeah. And so they, <laughs> so they picked us, but like, so they're, you know, they're in there fighting for their jobs and, and Rick Carlisle kind of kicked him in the pants and they came all the way back from that deficit. Some I, part of me wish we would have done the, you know, the pod yesterday after the game, because there's a lot of stuff in that, you know, the end of that fourth quarter, Motley had that game winner, uh, went in and, Motley was the first guy you see when you walk into the locker room. And I was like, game winner, how's it feel? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Preseason, I guess. Doesn't get players hyped either. Yeah, so the game last night, if you didn't catch it, you know, here the starters play the first quarter, blah, blah, blah. Then it's like the bench players. Well, then fourth quarter comes, and it's like, you know, most of the people on the court are not going to make final rosters. And well, Motley's out there and a couple other guys. And it gets like under a minute, like under 30 seconds, and the game is tied. <laughs> oh, man. And everyone was freaking out like, holy crap, we're about to have overtime in a all, preseason game. And it, the people that were freaking out were the media, most of all. <laughs> and that was the first question asked of Carlisle. Uh, he gets up on the stand, and, and Tim McMahon, as always, he's looking to his left. He's looking down at his stats, and he just asks Carlisle, he goes, now, uh, you know, Tell us how much of a hero that tell us how much of a hero Jonathan Motley is for not making us go into overtime. <laughs> and Rick Carlisle kind of like went along with it. He was like, "Yeah, there wasn't going to be an overtime." You know, we were. You know, I, he said if there if he had missed that shot, I don't think Jason Kidd is going down for a three or something like that. Like, just neither of them wanted to go to overtime at all, which is just so funny. The preseason well, Molly- doesn't mean anything. Motley hits that, you know, hits that layup or that shot with, you know, how many ever seconds left puts Dallas up by two. So then yeah. Milwaukee has a possession left and he makes the joke. He's like, I'll guarantee you this. Jay kid is not going for a two. He was going for the three. <laughs> yeah. Like whether yeah, that game it's not going into overtime, <laughs> it was not going. So, uh, it's just oh, kind of man. funny how preseason games are, you know, you take them for what they are, but everybody was ready to get out of that place last night. Definitely. Definitely ready to get out of that place last night. Uh, talked to a couple of players after the game. Uh, just a couple comments that I wanted to, to discuss with you. I talked to Brandon Ashley a little bit, and uh, they played him again at three. I thought that was maybe just going to be one of those things they do during open practice just because they had limited players. They split their squad. But, no, they they put him out there with, you know, Motley and, and, and Withy. And, like, the, he was actually legitimately out there as three. And so I asked him, I was like, man, have you ever played three in your life? He said, no. It's like, I've never done that. <laughs> Never, ever played three. So, but I like it. He said, I think there's definitely some advantages. And, you know, we talked about his length and, um, you know, I, but it's it's weird playing with two seven-footers. It's got to be weird if you've never done that before. It's, it's also kind of weird when you consider Devin Harris is a backup three on our team. Yeah. <laughs> and the two stark differences between Devin could technically be, a, you know, a one, basically. Yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna play the three, and then you got Ashley, who you know most teams is the he's you know four, prototypical five yeah, in this four new, probably in, a five in this new NBA, and Dallas throwing him out there at the three. Um, but it's out. It just shows you again, once again, like you're gonna see some weird crap in the preseason. You know, if Ashley in, in makes the league, the it's just gonna happen in the league. We, we saw a report come out. We saw a report come out yesterday that Ty Lue is going to start Kevin Love at center. And he's going to bring Tristan Thompson off the bench and start Jay Crowder. Uh, I mean, it's just it's spreading all throughout the league now. You know, the Spurs are trying to figure out whether they're going to start Powell or if they're going to start Rudy Gay and LaMarcus as they're, you know, they're starting front court. 
So just the whole league is trying to figure out what they're going to do with it because either teams are doing what the Mavericks are doing, and not that the Mavericks started this or anything, but you know, with like a Dirk at five and then a you know a wing basically player at four, like a stretch four at four, and go small in that sense. And teams are starting to do it. I mean, all these teams are starting to do it because there's just not a ton of bigs that you have to worry about unless you play New Orleans every single night. <laughs> and even them, you don't have enough bigs that can even take them. You have to sometimes put a wing on those guys. Yeah, I mean, Golden State kind of, you know, started it a little bit. But, yeah, you know, you can't really judge all your lineups off matching the, up with Golden State. The Phoenix, the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns probably started it before them, though. Like, Amari was a four, you know, in, when he came into the league. Like, that well, was his position. And so they would put Amari at the five, and then they would put Sean Marion at the four, and that was their best lineup. Yeah, but I think Draymond is different than Amari. Like, no, but Draymond, Draymond is Draymond, Sean Marion, though. <laughs> Okay, well, Kevin Durant is different <laughs> than Amari because <laughs> that you know they that, both take wine baths. Their death, their death lineup is you know whoever you want to say at center, either Durant or Draymond. Both of them can switch off on ones and guard ones, you know, decently. Amari couldn't switch off on a one and guard a one. Oh yeah, so no, definitely. That's where their trickiness. But the Golden State's just an outlier. Like, you can't compare really anybody no. to Golden State. No, that. I was just saying, like, who started sort of the shift, the shifting up of the fours to fives and the threes to fours, you know, that that kind of scenario. And, you know, Draymond is just a player that everybody wants to try to have a Draymond. You, you know, you're like, Julius Randle's going to be the next Draymond. You hear, like, this kid on the Celtics is, is the French Draymond. You know, you hear, like, all this stuff, like – just you know, the next Draymond. Who's the next Draymond? Jordan Bell is going to be the next Draymond. Just all, you know, all this stuff. Uh, just because everybody wants a player like that, because he just made them so dang hard to guard and so dang hard to score against. Just because of the you know the personnel on the on the floor. Uh, more comments that I, I talked with uh, with Jiverson. That I'm actually going to call him that now. But let's just let's just be real on the pod. I'm going to call yeah, John, I'm going to call John Clavel. I'm going to call him Jiverson. Can we can we just give context to this real quick? Okay, yeah. Because yeah. I'm gonna call him Iverson for as long as he's on the team. <laughs> Moneyball has a writer. Named <laughs> Why did Dalton. you just call out the site? Because <laughs> I tweeted him. I tweeted him, and I I I, I know, but you it. called out the site first before. You... <laughs> well, this is, a, this is now to... turned into a turf war. <laughs> no, it's not a turf war. I'm just saying, like, where he's from. Like, it's not just like a random dude. Like, if it was a random fan, I wouldn't care about you know. But uh, anyway. no, nah, he just he just said we'll start scouring your writers like Twitter pages now and right. timelines trying to find dumb things that they've said. <laughs> no, nah, like I, I'll give him like he, he didn't say he's like he is Allen Iverson. He's going to be like him. He just he just joked and said, you know, John Cavell based off tape or, you know, something that he was Iverson esque. And so it's been fun. It's it, the same jokes, except worse, are thrown at Bobby Corrala. Because not to throw Bobby under the bus, but last year, <laughs> Bobby was running the Dallas Mavericks Twitter account. Or no, it wasn't last year. It was two years ago. He was doing the live tweet from the Mavericks Twitter account. And it was when Parsons was really doing good in that stretch. And he tweets out and says, Chandler Steph Parsons. Okay, Kevin, for the grand prize of $1 million, what color is the White House? Um, I know this. I know this. I know this. Um... Five seconds. Oh, switching to Geico could save you a bunch of money on car insurance? Okay. Judges? 
That's true, Kevin. They'll allow it. Congratulations. You're a winner. Woo! Geico, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. And he, like, ble- from Bleacher Report to all these big sites were just roasting the Mavericks Twitter account saying, oh, my gosh, they just compared Chandler Parsons to Steph Curry and all this stuff. And, it was you know, Bobby was running the Twitter. And so it was, like, the funniest <laughs> thing. And people still hound Bobby about that to this day. Like, yeah, Chandler, Steph. <laughs> and uh, Everybody listening right now, can you just tweet at Bobby Corolla? I think it's Bobby underscore Corolla. Go to Twitter, tweet Bobby Corolla, just Chandler Steph Parsons. That's it. Just straight up that. <laughs> Don't give any context. Just say that. And then if he responds to a bunch of you, be just say Lockdown Mavericks. Just <laughs> just leave it at that. But then, go. Then we'll have to get him on here to explain it. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Uh, we cool. should probably start doing that during preseason when, when it doesn't matter. <laughs> For sure. So, yeah. So that's why we call him Jiverson. Uh because because uh Dalton Trigg will call him out <laughs> he said he said that it was that he was Iverson esque and let's let's talk about that comment i I don't think that he's that I think you know <laughs> I don't think that even his game is like I don't think he's even the style of of Iverson like I just don't think that that's that's why it's fun even that's comparable <laughs> I can understand maybe in college where he's gonna drive more and where he's gonna you know has the ball all the time because he's the best player on the team. But in the NBA, he's not going to be anything like that. Just not even close. He's he's not going to be able to drive the ball like that. He's, his ball handling is not not there. He's a he's a three and D guy. Uh, not saying he can't be more than that. I feel like if they put him on a you know a two way and he you know handles the ball a lot in in Frisco and then he earns his way up to the Mavericks, I feel like he could you know become something of that. But Iverson was like the best ball handler maybe ever. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, so really good. just to call him esque, I mean, you can call Kyrie Iverson esque, you know, in college and stuff. Like you can say that, but uh, and then then there's just this, there's like he has cornrows, so you kind of like, or sort of cornrows, so you like throw that in there. I don't know. It, yeah, it, the comparison kind of looks like a Dothraki from Game of Thrones. Also, he plays defense. He <laughs> plays like real defense. <laughs> so compared to Iverson, yeah. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't know about that. So anyway, that's why we call him Jiverson. I think it's funny. Isaac thinks it's funny. We don't know if Dalton thinks it's funny. Dalton, if you're listening, let us know if you think it's funny. Cause if you don't, we'll stop doing it. All <laughs> right. Uh, I was talking to him about, by the way, go back to what we were talking about. I was talking to him about full circle, yeah, full, full circle back to the start. We talked about his, you know, his family and he doesn't have immediate family in Puerto Rico. Still he's from Puerto Rico. Um, but he doesn't, he doesn't really live there, go there. Like his family lives here. Uh, his mom has contacted his grandmother and, you know, some extended family like that, but he has not spoken to his family yet, which Hmm. to me that, uh, like not only are we talking about his, you know, his country and his, well, you know, this is his country, but you know, you know what, you guys know what I mean, but his, you know, like his, his family lives there and you know, that his family is going through this, you know, crazy situation and he's fighting for a job and he hasn't spoken to them yet. Like going through all this at once. Like he's not, he's definitely not guaranteed a spot on the two way or on the roster or anything. Like Carlisle is, is very adamant, you know, that everything is, everything's going to be earned by, you know, these guys. So I just think that's incredible the way that he's, um, you know, the way that he's playing, the way that he fought Carlisle even, even mentioned him specifically um, the way that he fought last the other night. And cause he was part of that group that came back from down 13 and uh yeah it was just crazy he said that you know the 
Jung told me that when they were down, because I asked him about that, I said, you know, Carlisle said he was going to cut three, you know, cut three of you when you guys are down. He was like, man, he's like, we weren't playing defense. He's like, we were not playing good defense, and that's where you know a lot of it stems from the offense. We went through that whole thing where people say, you know, offense stems from defense and play defense and you'll get buckets and all that. So another thing that he told me that I find it very interesting was he said. Uh, he gets, you know, some mentorship from Yogi and that, you know, he's been asking Yogi a bunch of questions and stuff like that. And he asked Yogi if he dribbles too much. And so I was like, why would he ask Yogi if he dribbles too much? Even, you know, we were just talking about his ball handling. And so I asked Yogi, I said, why does he say, you know, why did he ask that? He said, oh, Carlisle said in practice one day, he was, you know, calling out a play or something. And he just looked straight at him and said, you dribble too much. <laughs> Man, like, can you imagine that sticking in your head? You know, Carlisle comes up to you and says that. And so then he has to like work through it and figure out how to, you know, get better at it or figure out how to, you know, sort of change his game up or, you know, like that's just crazy to think about Carlisle. It's calling out a part of your game. I would just sit there and hold the ball. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Don't dribble. Don't I'm dribble gonna, or not I'm going to be like Dorian. I just won't dribble. <laughs> I just won't. So, yeah. I was going to mention something about Dennis. Yeah. Um, you know, it's kind of inside the locker room stuff here when after every Mavs game, you know, it's pretty much how the media, you know, works. You know, we talk to, you know, Rick does his post game press conference. Then we go into the locker room and it's almost, you know, every, every game last year, you pretty much talk to the best player, you know, every game, you know, Cleveland, LeBron talks every time. Like it's just how it is. This is part of being the best player. Well, last year, you know, it was Dirk always talks and Barnes always talked. And that was just given. Yep. And last night, and we kind of added another name to the list. You know, very first person, Dennis Smith, and that's how it's going to be for a while. By you virtue know, of the fact as... that he was in the locker room first before the other two, it wasn't like hierarchy. It wasn't like we chose between. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I didn't realize before, I you know was credentialed that not all the guys are in the locker room at the same time. <laughs> they trickle in. They're like, you know, you feel like when you think of a locker room, you think of like remember the Titans where everybody's in there, you know, like every single player is in there at the same time and they're doing stuff like that. And at, after the game, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work like that in the NBA guys are getting, you know, treatment or guys are, you know, getting food and stuff like that. And so there's just, they're all over the place. Uh, so they kind of trickle in and stuff. And then you, you eventually figure out what, you know, the routines of guys at the end. And, you know, it's, so Dennis was in there first and then Dirk came in and then Harrison came in. So that's, that's the order yeah. we did it. in. if anybody was wondering, yeah, and it just it go it just kind of varies, you know. Sometimes yeah. after a tough game or something, you know, somebody like Harrison might spend extra time in the cold tub, and then we talk to Dirk before him. Yeah, sometimes we've talked to Dirk after him, so it's not it's not all about like the the order, but no. it's just you know it's just kind of just another part of being a professional athlete, you know. For Dennis, you know, Dennis was you know had already changed into you know street clothes and just grabbed some food and sat down to start eating food, and here is you know, 20 media just right behind you standing behind him food. And you know, that's something, it's just another thing that's different for the 19 year old. Like he's going to have to get used to good or bad game. He's going to walk in that, walk in that locker room and talk to us almost every time. And And he didn't have a a particularly good game. No, you know, he only played at 12 minutes. And so, you know, he just kind of casually turned around, you know, everybody, we just started talking to him and stuff. And, you know, he was pretty low key, but it's just, you know, it's just adjusting to being a an, you know, an adult, a pro athlete, and he didn't say. I don't think he said anything. You know, he said the you know pace of the game, speed of the game was you know 
I guess yeah. about what he thought it would be. And yeah, that was one thing I asked him about. I was really interested to know if he felt like it was faster because a lot of guys come into the league and they're like, man, I didn't realize how fast it was or how long these guys are going to be. They've played enough pickup and stuff. They've played you know against enough players. They didn't play. They didn't play the full Bucks team. Like if they would have played Middleton, Giannis, Snell, you know, Thonmaker. Like if he would have played all those, I feel like then he would have had an you know an eye opening situation. But they didn't. And so I asked him. I said, "Was the pace of the game too fast for you? And how do you feel like you know your pace was?" And he's like, "I don't think we were too fast. I don't think we were rushed. I feel like we were too slow." <laughs> So, yeah. And I saw Chuck Cooperstein tweet out the uh, pace of the game was like 106 points per 100 possessions, which was, or, uh, yeah, no, what am I saying? 106. It was 106. And uh, that would have been like sixth in the league last year ranking. So it's hmm. not like it was particularly super fast for NBA basketball, but it was definitely faster than the Mavericks did because the Mavericks pace last year was like 94. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's significantly faster. So people yeah. say, you know, you know, oh, we'll, we'll, I'd love to see the Mavericks, you know, go fast. If, you know, Carlisle says they want to, but I'm going to call his bluff. You know, like they are actually trying. They actually did try to play faster last night. Yeah. And I mean, I don't think, you know, we talked to Dirk. Dirk didn't, he's had one funny comment to where he said, you know, he's like, I, I'm the only one of the starters that can't play a full 12 minutes right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Cause, uh, oh, the, the reason he said that was because uh, Earl asked him about the, the timeout rule and said how it's going to change rotations and how it's going to change people coming in, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you know, we try to play him, you know, try to make it so that we can play a full twelve minutes, and I'm the only one of the group that can't can't do it." So that was funny. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I meant to mention this last night and to go back to Dennis, and this is like one of the few things I had written down. It was a comment Rick said about Dennis before the game, and mm. he said. His def- Dennis, about D- Dennis, his defense is ahead of his offense, which is in my mind a compliment on, on a lot of levels. Yeah, and I thought I thought I was so intriguing because if there's if there's one thing that we said that we think is just a given that would just come as you know really easy for Dennis is his offense, and that like you know not that we thought he would you know step in day one and put up thirty five, but I feel like Dennis you know could step in and get it you know get 16 to 20 points probably and you know night one if he wanted to uh, if he gets that opportunity but the one thing that some people were like skeptical about like his size and just off college stuff it's like oh how good of a defender is he going to be and just the fact that rick you know he says you know in that pregame like hey like right now his defense is ahead of his offense like that shows the work dennis has put in that shows maybe like a lot of people are underrating his defense that shows, you know, just the how the training staff, maybe what they're putting a focus on, that his defense is, you know, getting there or at least, you know, something for Rick to, you know, to praise like that. So I don't know. I just I, I thought that that comment was just really intriguing. There is a quote when you walk out of the locker room. The first thing you see when you walk out of the locker room into the training area is this giant poster. It is probably five to six feet tall, probably four feet wide big blue poster with the Mavericks logo on it. It says the one thing in life you can control is your effort. Quote Mark Cuban. (laughs) No cubes. And on defense, you can, you know, effort is there's, there's remember that, remember that kid, that SI kid reporter. He was like that, like nine or 10 year old kid that asked that college coach the question. He was like, you know, when you coach defense, how much of it is, you know, technique and how much of it is effort. And the you know he looks, the 
coach looks at the kid and goes, that is a hell of a question. I've never in my 20 years been asked a question like that. Then the kid went on Fallon and all that, and probably Ellen and all this stuff. But <laughs> so he asked that question. It's so true. Like it really is that, you know, and, and he, the guy answered the question and said, effort is a lot about it. You do have to have technique, but you know, effort is something you can control. And if you put effort into defense, then it will show. That's that's the James Harden problem. The James Harden problem is that he can play defense. Kyrie can play defense. Like these guys can, they can play it. You know, they're athletic enough that they can, they know where they're supposed to be. They can stay in front of guys. They can swipe and they can get steals, but they just don't put the effort in because either their workload is too heavy on offense that they sacrifice the defensive end or they're just not interested in it. And I think Dennis Smith last year at, at North Carolina State was just not interested in defense. And I don't blame him because <laughs> when he was introduced, we laughed about this all the way to the car, you and I did. We, we laughed about it the whole way that he said last year, you know, referring to him at NC State, said we just didn't really emphasize defense or your practice defense at all. <laughs> and we, you and I and Charks just laughed the whole way because you're a, you're a college coach and you're not you know promoting defense at all, especially on the NCAA level. You know, especially yeah. like defense wins you you know games in the Final Four. Like defense wins you you know trips to you know the championship, and they just didn't even care about it. It's cra- yeah, it's crazy. And now that coach is a, a scout for the Mavs. Yeah. <laughs> is that a step up? I don't think so. I think it's yeah. I think it's a step down into the left, I feel like. Uh, do you have anything? You talked to Salah, didn't you? Yeah, I did talk to Salah. I'm, I'm doing the preview piece. I will I will do it eventually. I'm <laughs> still putting out the preview piece for Salah. But talk to him about, you know, his um, – like if he, if he feels like he has competition. And he's like, I love competition. <laughs> It's so funny, dude. Such a solid answer. Just so great. Um, that he says, I love competition. You know, I love that, you know, that well, where would I be without competition? I said, you'd probably be lazy. And he's like, yeah, but I'm not, I am not that. I said, nope, you, you're definitely not lazy, man. Like you don't play lazy, you know, nothing like that. Uh, and then he was explaining competition to me and explaining, you know, what it's like to have a guy behind you, like trying to get your job. And he's like, there's some danger to it. And I thought that was a really, really good word that he used, you know, that there is danger to, you know, having, you know, a guy behind you that is, you know, wanting to get your spot because you just can't, you know, you can't sleep. <laughs> you can't like just sleep on the fact that, you know, you can just walk in and you've already been on this team for two years. And last year you played, you know, 70 something games and, you know, you can't, you just, you know, you have to go yeah. in and try to work hard for it. The other comment that uh, I heard him say, and this is about Withy, was Withy took two threes the other night. And when he took one of them, I looked and I, I tweeted, I was like, holy cow, you know, don't look now, but Jeff Withy is taking threes. And uh, he took a three and Salah said that he and Jeff Withy compliment each other. He said that they, you know, like their games are, are, are complimentary. Aww, in this, in so <laughs> you're so good. No, you're so good. You're very tall. No, you're very tall. <laughs> You but complete me. He said like their games are complimentary in the sense that, you know, he does things that I can't do and I do things that he can't, he can't do. Uh, and one of those things was shoot threes. Now Salah took a couple threes at the end of last year, if you guys remember. Uh, and uh, he was not supposed to take those threes. Let's just put it like that. And he might not be on the roster this year. No, no, not because of that. But uh, but yeah, he said that. He said that's what Carlisle wants him to do in in regards to Withy. He wants him to take those threes. He said he has the green light from Coach Carlisle to take threes, and Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Withy does. So. Do not be surprised that that happened. That is something that he, you know, from Carlisle that he wants him to do. 
That's crazy. He shoots him. He shoot. He's always shooting him in practice. I mean, when we show when we show up, his media, he's always he's with he's with Dwight Powell and them. You know, in the corner shooting these threes and stuff. So Salah said he can. He shoots him really well during practice. And it's not like ugly. It's not like an ugly shot at all. It looks decently well. So not like That's DJ crazy. Wilson. Oh, oof, that shot. Melo Lamelo's cousin. <laughs> his cousin. Did you ever figure out the player we walked by when we were leaving the arena? No, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> that's the that's preseason right there, man. You're walking outside. You're walking right by a player. You have no idea who he is. You're an NBA writer. You have an NBA podcast. Like neither of us could <laughs> knew that. I mean, guy. It wasn't a Maverick. It had to no. be like a, a buck. So, but all right, let's finish off talking about this this All Star reform. Uh, it doesn't feel like they changed a ton. I'm. I'm going to be more interested in the all-star game this year, mostly just for the draft. You put any draft in front of me, I'm going to be interested in it. A mock draft you, know, you put together, you know, anything like that. I just think that it's so fascinating to see, you know, the decisions the guys will make. Cause this, the captains will be LeBron and KD, right? I can't see a no. scenario where it's anybody else. Steph, Steph, Steph will be a captain over KD. Yeah. I'm pretty confident. The TNT guys are choosing it. No, I thought no, I thought it was a fan vote. The top two fan votes. Is that who it is? I'm I'm pretty sure I thought. I thought that. <laughs> Dear God, let's hope not the TNT guys. <laughs> it said that they were anyway, but but yeah, oh, okay. it, it'll be interesting to see who they pick, like who it it ends up being. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, like we'll I have, have a, a scenario where LeBron has to pick Kyrie if he's <laughs> the best player available. There was just so much drama around that, you know, like what, it, you know, if Steph's a captain or even KD's a captain, one of them's a captain. And like, do you go with the next best player in the league or do you go with the, you know, with like Draymond? Like, you know, yeah. if you're KD, if, like if you're KD and, or like, let's, let's just say Steph and let's, you know, Steph has first pick, he takes KD and LeBron takes, you know, Westbrook. Who does Steph take? Like yeah. if you're Steph, I mean, like it's if you're Steph, game, they're not gonna take anybody. So, but if like if you're Steph though, and you're sitting there and you have your teammate in Draymond, but Anthony Davis is there or like Kawhi is there, and like you know Kawhi is a better player than Draymond, but Draymond's your boy. There's some like there. That's the only part that's intriguing to me. It's I have the same feeling as like the lottery form. Cool, but you didn't fix it, like that. Like, same thing with the lottery. Like, okay, it's cool change, but you didn't fix the tanking. Cool with the Ulster thing, but you didn't fix it. The Some people were, like, throwing out saying, hey, because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, sweet. Like, this is going to be yeah, awesome. Everybody, I, everybody thought they were abolishing the East and West, that it was just going to be Because that was, like, the first players. tweet. Yeah. yeah, that first tweet people were talking about. And I'm like, no. And then once I started reading it, I'm like, no, this has nothing to do with – Paul Millsap and Paul George and you know Butler and everybody going to the West, that doesn't change anything. They, We're still going to have 12 East players and 12 West. Yeah, yeah right. They changed it because of the, of those guys moving. But because the, but how the, does that change anything, though? Well, because the, the East would just get destroyed. And so now they're just trying to well, – the other thing that I think is the reason why they changed it is, do you remember – I can't remember if it was Bill Simmons and KD part one, two, or <laughs> one or two, but – he asked him about the all-star game. He said, why don't you guys care about the all-star game? And he said, yeah, you know, it's just up to us. He's like, how do we fix the all-star game? Bill Simmons asked KD this. And he said, no, we got to do it. Like, it's just on us. Like you guys can do anything. You can put money on it. You can put, you know, stakes and you know, you can put not, not like 
sirloin steaks, but you can, you know, like steaks in it in the sense that, you know, the winner of the all-star game gets the, you know, home court advantage in the finals, like what, like what baseball does and stuff like that. Like you can do all that. He said, it's not going to matter to us. We just have to get out there and do it. I think this is one way that they can do that. I think, I honestly think that they listened to that interview and they said, we're going to take this and try to put it, you know, into their hands and say, all right, you get to pick your squad and your squad goes against their squad. And if your squad loses, you know, it's on you. And so I think this is a way that they can get them all together, that they can play and that they can actually like have some stake in it. And I'm not saying it's going to fix it. I'm saying it's going to make it a little more entertaining. They'll, they'll probably try a little harder because it's their squad and it's like their team against the other team, especially if it ends yeah. up being like Russ on one side and KD on the other stuff like that. Like stuff like that's going to be interesting. It'd be really interesting to see teammates go against each other. Yeah, that's that's the intriguing. first thought I had was that man, we're gonna see like Clay try to guard Steph. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna that, be great. That's like the only thing that I find like fun about it. Like, but like with the you know, I was thinking when I saw that the twenty four players, I'm like, well, dang, how many people from the East would actually make it if they made it yeah. in open twenty four? Like, <laughs> that's what's crazy. And, and I'm pretty sure didn't they say you know fans will still vote in the starters, right? I looked and yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No, it's gonna be fifty uh, percent fan vote, twenty five percent current players, and twenty five percent basketball media. Also, the captains. The only thing it says about captains in this is TNT will reveal the All Star Game starters and captains on Thursday, January eighteenth. So yeah. I don't know how they're so determined. You could be right, I could be right, but yeah. I feel like that's a commissioner thing where he just decides which captains because whoever's the captain, man, they're going to be asked the entire rest of the season, why'd you choose this guy over this guy? Why did you choose this guy over this guy? Like all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's the only thing that would be fun about I mean, we're still going to have some historic people left off uh, of of all-star stubs, and we're going to see you know some people in the East, and we're going to be like, this is stupid. I mean – it's stupid that Damian Lillard is not an all-star. Yeah. But, you know, Alfred Payton is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's – obviously, I'm being sarcastic. But it's just there's some bench players in the East that are going to be in this pool and when there's they should be full in the West. And that's where – I was going to be super excited if yeah. they could implement it that way somehow because then it would be fair. But now it's still unfair. It just, hey, we're just going to add something fun to it, I guess. Hopefully it's not like the way that they tried to fix the dunk contest where they made it teams <laughs> – Hopefully remember when they had the wheel? Do you remember the wheel in the dunk contest? Oh yeah, do this dunk. And yeah, do this and that, and you know, I, I actually wrote about this not too long ago, but I don't think we ever talked about it on the pod when I asked Dennis Smith if he's going to be in the dunk contest. Oh yeah, if he if he was asked by the league, uh, he kind of just smiled and he just said, "We'll just see where we're at at that time. I am focused on getting us to the playoffs." And we'll see what it's like at that point in the season. So very mature answer of saying, Hey, we're focused on the playoffs as a 19 year old. Some 19 Joe's be like, heck yeah, I'll do it or no or whatever. But he's like, Hey, like he rode the line, didn't give an answer, which is very professional and said his focus is a playoff. So I was, you know, I was wanting him to say, yeah, I'll do it. That'd be really cool for like a media headline. Yeah. But it was a very mature, professional answer, too, and I was like, I respect that. Oh, yeah, and that's uh, that's all he's been is mature and professional with the media specifically. Yeah. All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us on Lockdown Mavs. 
Again, we are still uh, putting the link for JJ Barea's, you know, fund for Puerto Rico. We talked about that earlier today with with you know, Jiverson's family. Uh, so go and go to that and continue to give. There's just still so much to do over there. So much, you know, that, that's happening. There was a group of uh, I think it was North Texans United for Puerto Rico was a group that was there at the game. They were there to support JJ. Uh, they had all those Puerto Rican flags and stuff and the, the bongos and stuff that they were playing and the you know stuff. So if you saw them there, that's who that was. And they were, they were instrumental in helping JJ fill all those, you know, planes that he's been sending down and the trucks that he's filled up um, with stuff and supplies and things. So they've really been helping out with that. So we are going to try to do our part, uh, continue to, you know, to give. And if you haven't just go ahead and do it, man, five bucks, 10 bucks, just something, give it to them. Uh, because they need some real help down there. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. <laughs> Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99. And our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.